the next big think a shout out to the future presented by tcs co innovation network powered by tcs space hello and welcome to the next big think a podcast where tcs futurist kevin benedict is in conversation with startup ceos and founders to bring you insights and stories from the world of technology with an eye on the future Welcome to the podcast. When I think about today's podcast, it seems to have all the elements of a classic true crime story. Hijacking, betrayal, the mysterious loss of hundreds of millions, perhaps even billions of dollars and more, all inside the world of advertising, digital advertising specifically. And today in this podcast, we're going to pull back the curtains on that. Our guest today is Chimmy Katz, CEO and co-founder of Namagu. Thanks for joining us, Chimmy. Hi, Kevin. Nice to be here. Where are you calling in from? So I'm calling from uh, Namagu's office in Ertelia, Israel. Mm, very good. I'm here in rainy autumn. Um, I'm in Boise, Idaho. It's raining. It's autumn. It's cold today. So, well, thank you for dialing in and sharing your expertise with all of us today. Do you know I've read I have five books here in my library behind me from a author Paul Virilio, and he was a French cultural theorist, a professor, an urbanist, an aesthetic philosopher, and he is famous for one well, for many things, but one of his most famous quotes is the following: The invention of the ship was also the invention of the shipwreck is digital advertising today a shipwreck or is it just a series of unintended consequences that led to some of the challenges we're going to talk about today and to answer that we'll do that in just a moment here but let's start Jimmy by again welcoming you and let me just ask you this how did you come up with a company name Namagu So Namogo is a Hebrew word for vanish faded away and this is basically what we do to um at least a showing of a hijacking in e-commerce website. So now you know also Hebrew. Ah, there you go. A Hebrew word. Okay. So talk to us about your career journey. You've been to a lot you've been through a lot. You have a great deal of experience. but how what, talk to us walk us through that career journey that led you to be in the CEO of Namago sure so uh, as you mentioned you know i've been around a, a long time been in security advertising company uh, and so on but before namago i had another startup called the uh, cpi uh, which basically deals with um e-commerce aggregator a affiliate so bring traffic into e-commerce uh, website and just before i uh, uh, sold my company the hydrogen uh, some of the hydrogen company approached me and basically wanted to uh, also partner with me and inject stuff into uh, my user base uh, and this is how i knew uh, what is hydrogen we didn't call it hydrogen back then hydrogen is basically a coin that namogo a, a, a term that namogo coin and so now we are calling it hydrogen and also other companies call it hydrogen as well 
And this is basically the way that we uh, started uh, in Amogo. So we understand there is a gap, especially in e-commerce website, um, a problem that usually they don't see because it's all happened on the client side. Some, something is installed on the client side and when they browse into an e-commerce, they see all kinds of different ads and different uh, hijacking uh, uh, method. Uh, and this is how we founded the company and this is also why the name of Namogo uh, that I ju just mentioned. That's going to be fascinating. We're going to peel back the layers on hijacking and how that happens in just a moment here. But before we do that, um, Chimmy, let me just ask you, what do you like most and least about being in the role of a CEO? Um, I think being in the role of a CEO and also a co-founder is basically first, you know, to build something from scratch and see your solution um, on many e-commerce uh, websites, small and, and big ones as well. So this is basically a, a delight to browse into those uh, e-commerce websites and also people around you that browse and you know that your technology it's also helping them uh, on the journey uh, in the e-commerce uh, website. Something that I list uh, like in my CEO role, I, I basically like every day. <laughs> it's very hard to find. I like you know, to deal with people, deal with clients, build stuff, investors, strategize. It's really fas fascinating job. Uh, and I'm, I'm, you know, every morning, you know, I wake up with a smile. So I think everything good. Uh, well, I've, I've had the opportunity to be a startup CEO in my career as well. And I could say that in my experience, most days were like that. But there was some days that were just a struggle because I knew the buck stopped with me and there was some challenges that were just big. So, but I, I certainly appreciate the adrenaline rush when you get up and you just have that, that just passion for building something and de delivering a solution that actually helps people. So talk to me, if you were on it, you know, let's go back and just talk about the classic elevator pitch. You meet somebody new, and you're trying to explain not only your company, but the problem that you solve. Talk to us about that. What would you say to them? So basically, Namogo empowers brands to deliver unstoppable customer journey by giving each customer what they came up for and getting everything else out of the way. This is basically what Namogo do in all of our products. Okay. So, and you do that by doing what? What's the problem space? So, there is a few uh, problems. So, one problem is the hijacking. It's mean that when you browse into an e-commerce and you have something on your machine, on your device, you can see different banners that is not coming from the specific e-commerce. You can, uh, they can change uh, the link of the, the hyperlink uh, or the affiliate link. They can do all kinds of stuff that interfere with your journey on the website itself and sometimes even offer competitor ads or competitor product that if you click on it, you go to a different site and then the e-commerce website basically lose you as a client. We also have 
a different product called intent-based promotion, which which is basically give you the exact promotion on the exact time based on your intent. If you come into into buying, if you come in into browsing, it give you different, for example, discount or shipping or other promotion that based on your need as a consumer. And by doing that, we uplift the conversion rate of the e-commerce and lower down the margin of the e-commerce as well. You know, I don't think a lot of people recognize how complex this whole world of digital advertising is today. And, uh, you know, I've had the opportunity to be on the periphery and kind of look over the fence and watch how a lot of this is done. And just the technology, the insight, the analytics, the AI, the machine learning, all of this stuff is just incredibly uh, layered and complex. Let me just ask you this, from if, if you're talking to somebody who's interested in understanding this world, this digital marketing and advertising world, how do they even start to learn that? Is it something they can learn at a university or is, is this happening so fast and so real time that you really have to just jump in to the real world and learn from experience? What's your advice? So I don't know if, uh, you know, like a university or someone teach that, but because of the pace of the change in the digital world, I don't think this is the right way. The right way is, as, as you mentioned, your second point is basically to start work on a company that help uh, or have a marketing department and understand, you know, this kind of uh, a digital world. Uh, and also inside the digital world, there is a lot of different avenue. Uh, so you need to be focused on what really you want to learn and what you want to work on. We're now going to take a break. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. You are listening to The Next Big Think. A shout out to the future. The TCS Co-Innovation Network or TCS Coin brings alive the technology innovation ecosystem by partnering with startups, academia and the business community. TCS's Coin Accelerator program works with startups for at least one year. If you're a startup that's looking to scale or you're an established business looking for cutting-edge emerging technology to meet your customer needs, the Coin Accelerator program is where you begin. If you'd like to know more about how Coin is connecting large businesses and startups the world over, email us at global.coin at tcs.com. So for those that are listening today that are less familiar with this world, walk us through a journey of a consumer. So a consumer, let's just say they, they want to go backpacking, so they're going to search on backpacks. They see a link come up that has reviews for backpacks they click on it, what is happening in the background? You, you mean in the hijacking world? Yes. So let's start before that. Let's say you are in your laptop and, and you want it like a, let's say a PDF, okay? PDF reader, but you are, you are not installing it from Adobe, you're installing it from a third party site that bundle it with a different, a different uh, software 
that doing hijacking but you don't know because when you install it you click next 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 you don't read you know the uh, the terms and condition and all of that and you get bundled with a different product now i browse into let's say uh, one of the one of the big e-commerce to buy backpack uh, yes. and, and when i get uh, even in the homepage or category or even uh, uh, on the product itself sometimes i see all kind of bundle bundles but uh, also i see hijacking banner of the same backpack that i'm looking at or something similar usually with a lower price when i click to, uh, uh, on it because a sometimes it's very much embedded in the website that it looks that it comes from the website itself. So I click into it and then it's basically diverse me into a different website when usually on the website other, or uh, I can buy it or it's just a landing page for something else. But the e-commerce itself already lose me as a client because I left the site. Sometimes the user itself, uh, it's very uh, frustrating uh, uh, because, you know, they promised something one and, and I got something else. Um, and this is basically a bad journey for everyone. So if I'm a company paying for advertising, that's a problem. Because yeah. I think I'm paying to create an experience for a customer, but that experience gets hijacked. So... Um, who recognizes the problem and pays to get this solved? So you mean on the advertising or on the mogul solution? Yeah, I mean, who's being harmed? Who's being hurt because of this? So actually, it, it's it's twofolded or even more. So A, the e-commerce website, for sure, because uh, someone stole a, a client. Also, the advertiser that uh, the hijacking using uh, this product or advertiser because they think, you know, he will get really good user, but eventually the majority of them are not good. And of course, also the consumer. Mm. So how does your solutions at Namogu uh, solve this? So the e-commerce website, which the hijacking happened on, basically use our software and he install, you know, like a code uh, on the website itself. And we are making sure this hijacking will not happen. So it's not that the, uh, it's not happening, but the consumer doesn't see anything. So he experienced a website exactly like the e-commerce website uh, would like him to experience. Yeah, that to me, it's like that just is is destroys the whole intended purpose when somebody does hijack you. And I, I hate that you're trying to go to a reputable vendor. You're trying to look at products. Suddenly you find yourself on a completely different space looking at products. You have no idea what their return policy is, no idea what their quality is, 
and you really don't know how you ended up there because it's hard to reverse engineer it and go all the way back. So I can see that. Talk to me, um, Chimmy, about the about the um, the cost of the harm that's being done here. How much are people losing because of this hijacking? Uh, they're losing uh, in a few, actually a few pillars. A, it's money. They're losing money because they're losing customers. So if we do uplift of 1.5% uh, uplift in conversion rate, it's mean actual money. If a company doing $100 million online, $50 million online, or even a billion dollar online, imagine what 1.5% is for them. So it can be from few million of dollars to $200 million a year annually uh, for a few of uh, our clients. So it's a lot of money. B, it's reputation. Sometimes because of that, it's bad, bad experience on the website itself. So they can, you know, do bad review. It's also sometimes uh, they can call the, the service center and complain. They don't find the product. So a lot of issues uh, with bad experience. Sometimes the injected product is from a previous season. So it's not really up to date and then it's look very, very weird on the website. And also the UX. So all of the e-commerce are uh, planning very carefully, you know, how the UX of the site and how the journey will look like. And some of the hijacking, it looks very bad uh, on the mm. UX. Uh, and again, it's a, a bad reputation. So there is a lot of reason um, what happens on the website when uh, a hijacking is happening. Uh, but again, the majority of them is, is actual money. So how does the e-commerce website recognize when this is being done to their customers? So it's very hard to recognize because again, it's happened on the client side. So they don't have any visibility. Uh, how does it look? Uh, sometimes they can see it in the KPI, in the business KPI, like a bounce rate, conversion rate, a time on site, and all of that, but it's very, very hard uh, to see it. Uh, companies like Namogu can basically show how it's happening, including screenshot and in the analytics. Uh, and of course, if you use a product, you can see the uplift in the conversion rate and in other metrics as well. Wow, it seems like you, so you would, you can only see this being done on the consumer side because they're the ones that have all this information, this hijacking happening to them. It's completely running properly from the e-commerce perspective. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, but even sometimes when you see it on from the consumer side, you don't understand that this is something that you see because... As I mentioned, some of it uh, looks very bad, but some of it looks very good. Or even some of it, it's not visual. It can be under the hood. So changing a new URL, uh, mining Bitcoin or something like that in your e-commerce while you are browsing and then your computer is very slow. 
So all kind of things that basically happen, some are visual and some are not. Mm. So what role does uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning and all this play in, in your solution? Wow, a lot. So imagine that someone has, I don't know, 10 million different active users every month, or even 5 million. They are doing a lot of A-B tests all the time. So you and me, when we browse to an e-commerce, will not see the same page. So actually you don't have one truth of the page of how it looked like. So the AI and NML need to understand every second what is okay, what is not okay for sure, and what is suspicious, and basically usually send the data back to our system in order the next session to learn. So our learning mechanism basically can change the code even a thousand times a day because of that. And everything is AI and ML. Wow. So is this hijacking, is this acceptable in the industry? Is this a legitimate marketing technique or is this, uh, is this illegal? So it's in the gray area. Uh, it's basically, they look uh, or they basically took the, let's say the gray area of advertising uh, and basically play with it. Um, and the reason I'm saying that because there are some uh, public traded companies that are doing that, the hijacking. It can be two people in the garage, so everything in the between. Um, there is all kind of initiative from Microsoft, Google, Apple called Safe Browsing. Uh, some of them, even uh, the hijacking company participates, so they like drawing the playground for them and they know how to play inside of it. So it's not illegal, it's not legal, it's something in the between and, and basically the people that got hurt it is the e-commerce website and the consumer as we mentioned wow you know i'm thinking back over the last month here and i know that there's a really annoying process that's happening on google from time to time i will look up for example artificial intelligence use in agriculture so i just enter a term in the search engine it brings up a list of websites and documents I click on one that's about agriculture and it takes me out and shows me so, some new car. And I'm like, yep. wait a minute. The document okay. I'm asking for is about artificial intelligence in agriculture. And now you're showing me some vehicle advertisement. Is that, can, would that be hijacking or is that just some other name for that technique? It can be hijacking but it can be also you know just a misleading ad or something like that so it can be both of them got it so if i ask you to put on your futurist hat jimmy and look forward let's say three years for your little company there mamagoo what's going to be your biggest challenge over the next three years uh, to conquer the market, basically. This is a challenge, but we are on the way. Uh, I don't know if it will happen in three years, but definitely in five years.
Well, good. Well, I can tell you that um, since we scheduled this podcast to be recorded, I now get Namogu ads everywhere I go. <laughs> so it's meant that our marketing is doing uh, well. Very yes. Good. So more power to you there. Now, this industry, do you is, is the industry or the solution that you have, is it in a particular technology category? as defined by the large analyst firms? And if so, what do they call that category? Uh, so it's not in a specific uh, category, it's in digital marketing solution. Uh, but our solution or our suite or our platform is basically going more and more on digital personalization uh, and all of that. Got it. So the industry that category, how do you think it's going to evolve over the next five years? So I, th I think we saw also in COVID that there is a, a hyper growth in, uh, in digital adoption everywhere, especially in the e-commerce. Uh, and the industry need more and more uh, tools in order to deal with this kind of growth and give competition from e-commerce to e-commerce. So I think it will just, uh, it will continue to exactly what we are doing. And uh, just, you know, the pace and, and, the, and the market will be much, much, much bigger. Thank you for sharing all of your knowledge here and your insights and your predictions and your descriptions and explanations with us today, Jimmy. This is fascinating. It must be almost like, um, it. Oh, how do I even say it? It's almost like a battleground because you make a change, you do something different strategically, and then you're going, then your opponents are going to counter that move with something else. It must be a very dynamic space. It's certainly nothing that you can create one solution to sit back and sell uh, the same way over and over. You have to keep changing all the time, don't you? Yeah, definitely. You need to adapt and change because the market is changing all the time. That's fascinating. Jimmy, thank you again for joining us today. Sure. Thank you for having me. The Next Big Think. A shout out to the future. Presented by TCS Co-Innovation Network. Powered by TCS Space.